0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant.
1: And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Today's episode is your first original not replay episode of 2024. And it is brought to you by Pump and Pal. Pump and Pal's angled flanges are here to upgrade your pumping journey. And... Today's episode is also brought to you by Simulry breast pumps, from ultra tiny pumps as small as a sticky note to fully adjustable pumps with 85 setting combinations. You're in control of your pumping journey. Welcome to SimilRe. They are new today. And we were you gonna say something? I was gonna say welcome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the fam. Uh, Yeah. We'll hear more from our sponsors later, but you can head to com and check out our sponsor page. If you need anything, see uh, if you can give any of them your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And we are still on Patreon in 2024 and we've got the biggest group we've ever had and we're having so much fun. And we have extra episodes and we have mini podcasts and we have just like private conversations where people share their good news. Someone just had a baby. Um, people are sharing advice, sharing venting, you know, any kind of thing that you want to do. Um, we are doing it there. So you can head to the top link in the show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from, and click that and check out the tiers and see if you would like to join any of them. And we are still hosting our ongoing giveaway of anyone who leaves reviews around the internet. Send a screenshot along with your address to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll send you a little goodie bag of stickers. And thank you for nursing in public cards. And uh, now Diane has our review of the week.
0: And this one, actually, this person left stars on Spotify and then sent us an email which was really sweet because you don't have to do that, but they did. So that was really nice. I was trying to find a place to leave a written review, but since I listen on Spotify and don't have an account on other listening platforms, I couldn't. Just wanted to say that I appreciate your outlook on most things. I'm a pediatric resident physician, aspiring PEDS critical care doc. And as you've correctly stated in many podcasts, physicians often don't get taught about breastfeeding unless we seek out the knowledge. But some of us do. So moms should not immediately discredit breastfeeding advice from all pediatricians. Currently implementing a breastfeeding curriculum into my Peds residency program, hoping that one day this will be the norm at all programs. Thank you so much for doing that. That is amazing. And she's right. Like There are some, there are some physicians that really do seek out breastfeeding info. I have met many of them in my area that do actively seek out The knowledge, and if they don't have the knowledge, they refer you on to those who do. But um, this person is going that extra mile and implementing a breastfeeding curriculum into Peds residency program, and that is just fantastic. I love her for this. Yeah, that's what's going
1: to start making the big change
0: that we need. It is. Yes, that's for sure. And I love that. And thank you so much for taking the time to write in and tell us about that because. Love it. And um, that's what we need. Like Abby said, that's going to start making cha- a lot of changes. Just that little, those little steps. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us and for sending that in.
1: Yeah. And today we are going to talk about this extremely controversial article, which people have sent to me like over and over and over again <laughs> to our email address over Instagram, over people are just going wild about it and they're dying to know what we think. They really yeah. are excited to know what we think. So um, I know Diane has a lot to say.
0: I took some notes. Yes. I read it
1: <laughs> several times
0: because this like
1: it was going around.
0: Like you were getting it. I was getting it. Uh, People I work with were putting it out there. Like it is just, um, if you haven't seen it, I will link it in the show notes. I hate to even like, well, not that I hate, I don't want to say, oh, I hate to bring attention to it because there's so much attention to it anyway, but it is, I will read the title of it if you're not familiar. It is a New York Times article, Inside the Booming Business of Cutting babies' Tongues. Dentists and lactation (laughs) consultants around the country are pushing tongue-tie releases, that's in quotes, by the way, on new mothers struggling to breastfeed. Okay, that title alone,
1: Cutting babies' Tongues. Sounds terrible. I mean, it sounds like it's not, it sounds like not what it is. And like, oh my God, you know, people are going to read that and just be like, oh my God, there's a thing? People are going to Mm. start, they're cutting babies' tongues? Like what, like into a snake? Split time, <laughs> like what? What are they doing? <laughs> like, if you're in this world, you kind of know, like, okay, that's probably what they're talking about. But can you imagine just like your average Joe reading that? I know who didn't
0: know, like, who's
1: not part just of this, like, what? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Anyway, anyway, it's crazy. First thing I want to say, and this co- comes later in the article, but. One of the things about this article, they're not only talking about the controversy of tongue ties, but they're talking a lot about money that is being made by yeah. tongue tie releases. And there a lot of it is they're kind of, you know, dancing around the idea that this is only being done because it's a money grab. Right. And that everybody is, right. you know, putting babies up. Under this trauma, just so that they can make a buck
1: and and um, they highlight they, did, they highlight stories throughout where just awful where people have like awful outcomes, yeah, that's pretty much all they're talking about right that's all they're talking about um is just the awful outcomes
0: that come up, but one of the things that they say is that lactation consultants make money off referrals to the dentists, which <laughs> I That's have never met anybody.
1: I was like, what?
0: I know. <laughs> I have not met a single lactation consultant that has received a dime. Oh my god. Off of any of this stuff. Or like so, a dime
1: in general. I mean, like lactation yeah. consultants are not laughing on their way to the bank. No, we are not. I'm pretty I sure tell that, you that you're like crying on the way to the bank. Yeah. Every day. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> this is like it is nobody goes, so nobody, nobody's like oh i'm gonna be a lactation consultant so and then get i'm gonna make lots of money and go into lactation
0: <laughs> it's and <here> it's, <laughs> this is hilarious. one well-known dentist in manhattan takes in millions of dollars a year from his tongue-tie practice lactation consultants who refer patients and assist dentists get paid too no we don't <laughs> no we don't if it's your job and a at a dentist's office and it's your job,
1: then you right. probably get paid because it's your job. Yeah. But, yeah. Nobody's getting, like, a kickback. And let's say, let's let's be honest, most dentist offices don't have a lactation consultant for crying out loud. No. Like, no. most of them don't. And if they do and they're, like, in cahoots to, like, make money by this, then that's... I mean, that's wild and that's definitely rare. And, like, that's... It's definitely, like crazy like you could yeah you know you could make a crazy hollywood movie out of it but like that's not what's the daily practice
0: i mean let's face it this is this is based on i mean tongue tie releases took off i don't know how long ago 10 15 20 years ago or something like that just like really took off and i do think that some of it, like, you know, some people did realize, oh, I could really make money in my practice with this, get a laser, learn how to do it. And I think some people really do um, want to help and want to be helpful and want to help parents who are struggling. But I think on the other end of it, I mean, I think people realize that they could make a lot of money. But Lactation consultants are not those people, for sure. Um, this article is just all it really talks about is the negative things that that come about it, and there is some there is some really good research out there that shows that if a tongue tie is significantly impacting breastfeeding, having a revision is helpful. Right. I mean. And this is saying, you know, revisions are not helpful. And it, it really depends on the situation. That's the other thing that has to come about with this. And we've talked about this when we've done tongue tie episodes in the past. Like, it really does depend on the situation.
1: And you have to be really cautious about this stuff. Well, I so, think that's... No, go ahead. I mean, that's just why I find articles like this to be so unhelpful. Because it's it's like, yes, sometimes you do see it being overdone, over diagnosed, over-practiced, you know, that kind of thing. But then it exists for a reason. And there are some babies that do need it and do benefit from it. But you can't, you're not going to walk away from this article having any kind of, like if you didn't know about it and you're just reading about it, you're not going to know any more than you did before. Right. Like it's just like a, it's such a, it's like, I don't know. It just seems like such a, it's not really like—is this journalism? It's—I feel like this is not anything except for just like an expose, you know, like a—I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, just like this really dramatic. I feel like it's a dramatization. Like I feel like it's a lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> like it it's so—I really, don't know. Yeah. You're not going to get like yeah, uh, like of course if you do it when it's not really needed. It's—it's it, it's a medical procedure. You know, there's always risks in that. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do it unless it's absolutely necessary. So when these people went to, it looked like they went to
0: Manhattan to, you know, kind of observe um, one of the practices and see what they were doing and, you know, all that stuff or whatever. And it said that, you know, they were there. People, they they talked to three people. Um, and one of them was there because they were trying to be proactive and make sure their baby didn't have any issues with, like, sleep apnea and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they were just getting it done, just to get it done. Like, they weren't having right. any problems. Yeah, I don't know that if I was – I kind of feel like that shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel like that's a Great. little bit over the top. Yeah. Um, But – I mean, every it's, people do what they want to do. What are you, you know? going yeah, I would never recommend somebody to just go and get it done just to be on the safe. Like, oh yeah, you should just go get it done. Just go get your baby's. tongue. You're not having any problems, but go ahead and get it done anyway. Yeah,
1: I think there's this confusion that like if you have a if you have like a fren- frenulum mm-hmm. between your lip, uh, between you know on your upper lip or under your tongue or whatever that that means you have to have it cut. I was like, oh, no, that's that's a normal body part. And sometimes people have extreme ties where like when they smile, you can see the frenulum and it's really tight and they never have a problem breastfeeding. It's like just because it exists doesn't mean that it needs to be cut. The definition of a tie
0: is if there is mobility issues like the tie can be there, but if there's no problems, it's not necessarily a tie. It's just your frenulum. That
1: was like with Exley. They thought Exley had a tongue tie, but he was nursing and they're like, it's no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Like if
0: there's mo- if the tongue has mobility and there's, there's no issues, then that's fine. And I've definitely, I've seen a lot of babies. And this is kind of like how I've thought about it when I was reading this article. I've seen a lot of babies that have had tongue tie releases done that did not fix their nursing problems. which tells me and then they come to me and they're like all right i had a release done and it's still not you know we're still not nursing well like okay then that wasn't the problem there was something else going on there yeah and now we did a revision because somebody said oh it's a tongue tie so now we did a revision and that didn't fix it which tells me that that was not the problem And I feel like that is a lot of these, what's going on in this article, because they're like, oh, and then this baby never nursed again. You know, like a couple, one of the babies that they talked about in here had a laser revision done and then they never nursed again. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we can blame that on the revision, but there was something else happening there. And we really, the lactation consultant that they discussed in this, Which I I was surprised, like they named her and said where she was from, and they blew her up because they just like, I kind of feel bad for her (laughs) because they really blew her up. I know, they
1: totally did.
0: You know, and they were really like, you know, basically they stuck a label on her and made her sound, but they made all lactation consultants look bad
1: in this article. They made everybody sound like a lunatic. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It sounds like a lifetime movie when there's going to be a murder at the end. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, What is this? Like, how is this? This is not like the reality of anybody. No, it's not. And for some of the things that, that this
0: lactation consultant was doing, if it's correct, she shouldn't be doing it. I mean, if, if you know, and things like, first of all, And I know I've said this before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Lactation consultants are not, we are not supposed to be diagnosing anything. Ties, mastitis, um, whatever. We're not, we're not, we don't have a medical license. We're not doctors. We're not supposed to be diagnosing. You can Mm -hmm. come to me and I can tell you what I think is going on. But I am going to refer you to somebody else, like an ENT or a pediatric mm-hmm. dentist or somebody like that, that can actually say, this is what's happening. I mean, it's kind of backwards because you know, we're the ones that know, but we're not supposed to be diagnosing. So if any lactation consultant says to you, oh, I'm telling you, this is what's going on with your baby and you need to do A, B, and C. like That's not what you're supposed to be hearing from them. But... You're also not supposed to be getting, don't ever get a tongue tie diagnosis via email or phone uh, Facebook or social group. media, Facebook, none of that stuff. Don't ever let somebody tell you, yeah, your baby's, oh, look at that picture of your baby. Don't show somebody a, Don't put a picture of your baby up on Facebook and say, does my baby have a tongue tie? That is not the way to get your baby diagnosed at all. You have to see if there's mobility issues. By looking at it, is not going to give you the answer that you need. You need to see what's actually going on with your baby. So, and th- it sounded like this lactation consultant was doing stuff like that. Was saying, "Oh, by what it sounds
1: like, your baby has a tie." Right. Without like, even yeah, your baby babies. definitely has a tie. I think your baby yeah, very definitely. I could definitely tell your baby has a tie by the picture.
0: Yeah, and that's not right don't ever do that and don't ever take anybody's word for it by just don't go and get something done to your baby just because somebody tells you that on Facebook. Like that's not, you know, that might be what's going on, but that shouldn't be how you're, how you find out by something like that. Yeah.
1: So let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break and then we'll go through the rest of my list. Diane has COVID. That's why she sounds like that. I know I do have COVID. Sorry about that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, I just broke like HIPAA laws. I told your medical. I don't care.
0: My life is out there.
1: You can't uh, get it through the computer, no matter what you hear on the internet. (laughs) 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 Okay, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Pump and Pal. Pump and Pal's angled flanges are here to upgrade your pumping journey. Designed by a caring father to help his wife pump, the angled flange is the answer for parents needing something different than the common shape of the standard flange that comes with your pump. Pump and Pal flanges are designed to help improve your flow of milk and not constrict your milk ducts because of the way the flanges are able to shape to the natural angle of the breast. Pump and Pal offers medical-grade silicone flanges designed specifically for parents that would be considered to have elastic nipples. This type of silicone is made to hold onto the breast tissue so your nipple is not pulled deep into the tunnel, like we see with hard plastic flange. Bump and Pal now has a new milk storage bag that has a thermal sensor on the bag to help you indicate when the milk is too hot, too cold, or just right. You can now try five bags and their new sterilizer bag for free just pay two ninety nine dollars for shipping and handling. And use code BADASS at checkout for $4 off any order at PumpandPal.com. That's P-U-M-P-I-N-P-A-L.com. And today's episode is also brought to you by Simulry. Simulry Breast Pumps want you to have control of your pumping journey. With a continuous focus on research and development and a team comprised of CLCs, Simulary Breast Pumps strives to offer pumps for every lifestyle, from ultra-tiny pumps as small as a sticky note to fully adjustable pumps with 85 setting combinations, you're in control of your pumping journey. With resources like virtual breast shield sizing consults in English and Spanish, and an exclusive Get the Right Fit program that offers a third set of breast shields free, Simulry gives you vital tools for a successful journey, a safe choice for everyone. All Simulry pumps, parts, and storage bags are phthalate and BPA-free. Better yet, Simulry Breast Pumps can be personalized with a fun pump skin decal. See your full pump family at SimulryBreastPumps.com. That's C-I-M-I-L-R-E breast Pumps. Dot com, and you can use code BADASS for 15% off of your order. And all of our sponsors and their promo codes can be found in the show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from, and also over at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And at the website, badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll also find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So one of the other things I don't like
0: in this article, it kind of makes me feel some sort of way, is (laughs) where it says, the procedure's popularity has exploded over the past decade as women face intensifying pressure to know. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I remember that, too. And also, when you click that, it's highlighted. So when yeah. you cl- when you click the intensifying pressures, it goes to a website that lists the benefits of breastfeeding. Yeah. I'm like, this is your pressure? Right. Just saying like what well, okay, all right. Isn't that weird? It's so weird.
0: But I don't I mean, is it intensifying pressure? Like does it, everybody that's like if you're listening right now and you're nursing your baby, did you feel intensified pressure to nurse your baby? Like I would really love like, I'm totally curious. Like, I I really, because I don't, I don't meet people who are like, I felt so pressured to breastfeed.
1: I haven't right. had anybody say that to me. I think there are people that when when they're bottle feeding, they feel judged by the in the, quote, breastfeeding camp of people who are, I mean, in my view and in your view, trying to educate and discuss why you know, formula is a risk and why we need more breastfeeding um, support and why most people do want to try breastfeeding and they should have the support to do that. But in everybody else's mind, you know, besides I think us, see it as like, oh, you're judged if you don't do it. And, you know, people are pressuring you and saying that like, you know, you really should do it and feeling that pressure. But I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't don't, see. I don't don't see it like that. Yeah, I know. I don't see it like that either. Because I feel like when you say, "It's just like it's like any," it's like this is why I don't like. It's just because if you say like, "Oh well, you know," if you say breastfeeding, people, many people are just so already defensive. It's like Mm -hmm. well. You know, we're talking about like scientific research on the health of humans, and then it's like, well, but you're judging me. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I think that she just, yeah, she just. breastfeeding's more like kind of in the in the spotlight, being talked about more, and so. I feel like the person who wrote this does not have children. <laughs> That's a good Seriously, point. Seriously, really I don't was. think that they have any kind of personal experience or connection to this topic.
0: Yeah. Cuz I think you really need to to be able to be to give a really good opinion on it. Yeah. And um I just don't see where they have that. You know, yeah, like it yeah. just it's such a crazy article. It it's really weird. is. It is re- it's really weird. It is really. Um, and they're talking about how it's how hard it is to get people's licenses suspended. Um, which I it's like, wow, we went from <laughs> we really took a dive here, didn't we? Like yeah. we're trying to get people suspended now for for doing this. And they're also talking about like, you know, parents feel guilty for putting their baby through this. Um, especially, and I could see that I could definitely see that if, if this is something that didn't work, if you took somebody's advice and got a tongue tie revision done and your breastfeeding did not improve. I could see where you would feel really guilty that you put your baby through something that didn't, that wasn't helpful. And I think parents need a lot of support. If you're going to be doing stuff stuff like this, it's a big, you know, it's a big decision to make. And a lot of parents are like, like the parents that I talk to, you know, are like, well, I'll do whatever needs to be done. I'm not, you know, I'm not adverse to something like that. If it's going to help, then I want it to, you know, I want to do it. Mm -hmm. There's no guarantees you know, and for somebody to say, "Oh yeah, this is it," like you d- just get it done and it's going to be better, like that's yeah. not right. the case. And which is why, like these dentist offices should have lactation consultants there, and I don't know of one that does.
1: No. Personally, I do not know of one. Dentist no, I office. feel like I feel like somebody recently said it to me, and I was like, "That is the first time I've ever heard that." Yeah, that there was a it's lactation not consultant. common. And, yeah, no, not at all. It is not common at all that you see that
0: and they should have it. If you're going to be doing laser revisions, they should have it, a lactation consultant. Um, but it's, you know, and this stuff is not covered by insurance. It can be very costly. So knowing what, you know, getting, I always get a second opinion, get a second opinion for sure about this. Yeah. And if you really do think that this is what's going on, I mean, if it is an obvious tie, like at the tip of the tongue, then, you know, that is an easy, usually just as, you know, just a clip. If it's something, if somebody's saying, oh, no, there's a posterior tie and it's, you have to have a laser revision done and blah, 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 all this stuff, I would get a second opinion for sure. Because that's a lot to go through.
1: Yeah, it is. And the other, I mean, I'm just kind of reading through this article. It's just crazy. Yeah, I've been, yeah. She says, sucking from a bottle is easy. But to breastfeed, Not. infants must learn to use their tongues to extract milk. It's like babies were born to use a bottle, so that comes easy to them. But then breastfeeding is hard. I, I mean, this is a person who just doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And, and again, it's, not to say not, if, the, if the overall point of the him. article is that tongue ties are being overdone. Okay. I think we've talked about that. But the way it's being laid out is just like. And what about and then they talk
0: about. Lasers and tequila. Tequila. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Lasers uh, and tequila.
0: Which is so uh, which was some sort of um conference like a, like or something. Yeah, like a Yeah. That some com that some laser company put on to teach people how to do the procedure and to tout their lasers. And it was called lasers and tequila. Now I'm not saying that's Okay. And that does sound like a money grab. It does sound like they're just promoting this to just be out there and getting some money because that's
1: I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and what they're talking about, like doctors are like posing with their bottles of tequila like next to the laser machine or something. Like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, come on.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, and here. Oh, here's where it says: one mother came in because of trouble breastfeeding. Another had a fussy baby, and the third was hoping to avoid future health issues. Yeah, what? So, I mean, I if I were that, I mean, I I don't know that the dentist should be like, oh, you want to pr- you want to just make sure you're not you have a fussy baby. Yeah, let's do it. I I know fussy well, baby. What? Like what? Did you talk to anybody before you did this? And why? Why are we? Like that? I don't. I don't understand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, one person's website says if your baby is super fussy, chances are your baby has a missed tongue tie.
0: Yeah, that's see.
1: That's not that's that's not accurate. Um. Yeah, that's pretty wild. There is a lot to unpack with this article.
0: <laughs> there is really uh, yeah, a lot. I would
1: say, yeah, I would say people need to. I don't. I don't think there's anything useful in this article, except that no. maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a couple of like fringe lunatics out there telling you that based on the picture you sent them, they definitely have a tongue tie and they should definitely have it revised right away. I, I, don't. I mean, yeah. Don't. Don't do that. Hopefully, we know not to do that.
0: And I mean, really, if somebody's telling you, like, this is going to be the thing that fixes it. I mean, there is no easy fixes. And this, I mean, and I've... This has happened, like, we have somebody, not locally. He's one of the bigger, like, names. One of the, like, trailblazers in... Chai revision laser revisions in Albany and he's like written all the articles and you know he's the one that's trained everybody and you know he's like a big deal but people would go down there to get it done and he'd be like all right now your baby's fixed it's fine Ugh. and it wasn't like yeah. people were like no that what I still had there were still a lot of things that we needed to do before it got better it didn't just get better right away like there was a lot we needed to do to make things better. it's like, this is why you need to have a lactation consultant. Right. Because there's a
1: whole aftercare program you're going to have to go through. Right. You don't just change the physiology of somebody's mouth and then all of a sudden it's great. Like Like your baby has to figure it out. Like I have, I had a torn meniscus and I had surgery to fix the torn meniscus or to, you know, trim away the ripped parts. And it's not like I jumped up the next day and was like, okay, all better. (laughs) <laughs> like no it was a month ago and i'm still you know still working on this knee to like get it healed like it's it's a it's a healing and relearning how to use your body thing
0: it's not and a there quick was, fix <laughs> it's not it is not a quick fix and the one one of the families that they talked about um the baby was not a good outcome. Their baby ended up dehydrated and ended up going to the hospital and the dentist, they spoke with the dentist that performed the procedure. And he said it was the only bad outcome of nearly 800 surgeries he had performed. How does he know? Like, does he personally follow up with 800 people to know? I mean, yeah. And that is, this is the side effects that the, that they're highlighting in this article are extreme. I have not seen a situation where a baby ended up in the hospital because they had a laser revision done. I have not seen anything like that happen. I have seen it where they've gotten the laser revision done and it didn't fix the problem. And that I can guarantee happened with some of these people, like with some of the 800 such surgeries that he had performed. So if you're talking a bad outcome, like I would think that a bad outcome would be that it didn't fix the problem. That is also a bad outcome because now these families did something that didn't help their baby and they're still not breastfeeding well, which is the whole point of why they did this procedure. But I've never had any anybody's baby end up in the hospital from what they've ever... I've never had anybody yeah. tell me their baby ended up in the hospital, which is terrible.
1: Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Of course.
0: I mean, I just I can't even imagine. But this lactation consultant that they've highlighted in here, she's like, you know, assisting the dentists and doing all sorts of like she's got her hands in all sorts of stuff, and um, they really did like, they really exposed her in this, they really, and they really <laughs> did and made it sound like she's just the worst person on the planet and um, she also in this went right into these babies mouths and opened up their wound if these people are correct and that is do not ever let anybody do that to your baby
1: I think that's that is just wild I know
0: I don't know of any lactation consultant that would do that no so this is like she's extreme and I don't, yeah. I don't know of any, lactation consultant that behaves the way this she one does. Has like
1: a response to this article, you know. Yeah, they spoke to her how. on the phone,
0: and she didn't answer their questions. All she said, "There's thousands of people that are happy yeah. with what I'm doing." That's what she yeah. said. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the th- I mean, thousands. She's.
1: That's a lot of people. Okay. Yeah, it must that be a lot like of seventy. Have doing it <sighs> since she was twenty or something. I know <sighs> I mean it's crazy, um,
0: and then they you know like they had this one the one the last baby that they talked about, where she just you know she can't eat solid foods at a mm-hmm. year, mhm, um, never breastfed again. this is i mean whenever and I'm not saying that I know what I'm doing, but I always try if there's a situation like this, like I said, always get a second opinion. I think seeing like a speech language pathologist that has um, experience with infants, I think that is a really good way to go as well because it's non invasive. They're not going to do anything like this to your baby. They're not going to do a procedure on your baby. Um they might be able to, you know, help you determine, is it really a tie or is your baby got something else going on? Um, yeah. Is it like a, a suck dysfunction happening? Are they just not using their tongue the way they need to? And maybe just doing some, you know, figuring out how to do some exercises with your baby and doing things like that to help them to use their tongue more efficiently. Is that what we need to do? Or do they really need a revision? jumping into revision without looking at anything else i think is not the way to go and no. i and i know like definitely there are definitely people who have had revisions that it has fixed their problem like it has really made a huge difference maybe not immediately but over time and there is research like i was saying in the beginning of this there is research to show that it does help In certain situations, revisions are absolutely helpful. What is not helpful is an article like this.
1: Yeah, this article is is not not helpful. helpful. This is not helpful. Yeah. Uh, Mm -mm. That's why. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. See a lactation consultant and get a second opinion. Yeah. That's, I mean, don't see a lactation consultant like the one that's in this article.
0: Because I'm not sure what's going on with her.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if. I mean, I would think if, you know, because then people are going to be like, well, how do I know it's a good lactation consultant? I mean, just anybody who's like, oh, I've got the quick fix for this is like not. That's not a thing. Right. And get a second opinion on your lactation consultant, too.
0: Yeah, that's even, you know, and I I always would tell people that too. like, see somebody who like, you know, like, see an ENT, see a pediatric dentist, see, you know, somebody who can see a speech language pathologist that specializes in infant feeding, like that can tell you if they think your baby is not using their tongue the way they need to because of this tie. Yeah. But don't, don't get it diagnosed over email facebook or the phone or any pictures nothing like that yeah have somebody that can actually look at your baby
1: so i don't know if that narrowed down how we feel about the article (laughs) well i think we kind of really but yeah i mean if you uh if you were shocked by it then yeah just know we were too yeah We were too. And I think they did. That's what they wanted to do with this article, right? They wanted to shock a lot of people. That seems like that's the only thing. That's the only outcome that it had to shock people, get people reading it, get clicks on NYT. You know,
0: I don't know. Yeah. And that's definitely what it did. It did. And they wanted people to, uh, they wanted people to really think that everybody's doing, hurting their baby for profit. Yeah. That that's what's happening here. And um, I think this is really scary to that,
1: oh my God. people that have had it done. Have, yeah. People that have had it done and people who are like maybe in the middle of trying to figure out if their baby needs a revision. My God. I'd be really panicking scary. now. Yeah. Yeah. Really scary. Good job, New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.